This is Influence. Influence is a topic that's really hard to understand, and it's pervasive, too. It's something that permeates everything that we do, especially now in our modern day. And yet we can't really put a finger on it. We can't really place something and say, you know what, this, this is influence. We can try to define it. And in our dictionaries, it says that as a noun, it's the capacity to have some effect on someone else's character or the behavior of someone or something having that effect itself. It's also a verb, and it's basically to say to have an influence on. It's one word that encompasses a huge swath of what it is to put something onto someone else. And most of this action of giving is completely invisible. It's only in the aftermath that you see what influence really is and how it affects that person. But in the exchange, it's it's clouded in some sort of secrecy. And it's in these exchanges that we have to figure out what influence is. Because in the aftermath, it serves no good to us other than to change those instances. But the best way to go about removing bad influence is to nip it at the source, cut it away. As I mentioned in our modern day, we are influenced by so many things because we are at constant access, or we have constant access rather, to every person in the world through the internet. And the main places that you see influence or something called an influencer is in our social media. From Instagram to Facebook to even YouTube, there are people with large amounts of followers that are called influencers because they have an influence or they have the capacity to have an effect on some character of another person, of another someone. When an influencer advertises a product, for example, they have that influence. They change the mindset of the person watching, the person that's following. And I think when we go about talking about influence, it's really that exchange that's between influencer and influencee, the person being influenced. That's the exchange that we have to monitor. That's the exchange that we struggle to understand. And in understanding that exchange, that relationship, we can serve ourselves in creating good rhetoric and good influence and promote the common good. Because nowadays we also see the very, very bad things of social media and social media influencers because they promote, they promote malice in the largest scale. It's a mass production of hate and anger. And the only reason that it is so is because when someone posts on social media, they are promoting a call to action. Whatever it is, whatever it may be that's person's posting about, whether it's on a story, whether it's on their page, some sort of YouTube video, they are calling people to action. They are influencing them in some way trying to change or develop their character. It's very obvious when somebody's promoting a product, the person wants those their followers to buy that product and use their affiliate links so they can make money too and, and just do business. But there are instances where bad rhetoric hides itself. And that's really what I want to get into. That's what I want influence, this episode about influence to be about, because I think we need to focus on how we speak and we need to have responsibility in how we use these tools, these social media websites that allow us to do so much good and yet do so much bad. So first, let's define influence. 
let's understand how we're going to understand influence. Influence in and of itself is a transfer of character. I think that's how I'm going to define it here. I think that's the best way to look at it. It's a transfer of the influencer's character onto the influencee. The influencee, of course, you know, being that person that's being influenced, that's taking the influence from the influencer. That transfer of character or some sort of behavior from the influencer is felt by the influencee through that mutual interaction, that relationship. And then because of this, the aftermath would be a similar reproduction of that character. So if we maintain our example of the influencer being the the product seller, we can see that the character of the influencer is saying that this product is a good product. It's a product that I will use on myself or I will use in whatever the product may be. Now, the mutual relationship there is between the influencer promoting, let's say, that that a video goes on Instagram about this product. And then the influencee receives that video on the other side and they see how that product makes that influencer feel and they're like, okay, I'll try the product. And there's the exchange of character. The influencer says, I love this product. They initiate a call to action on the influencee. The influencee receives that call, acts, and therefore the, the character of the influencer is transferred and reproduced because now that influencee likes the product. And then that influencee could become an influencer upon somebody else. And the cycle continues. And here's an important point because everyone is an influencer and everyone is an influencee because you can deliver influence upon anybody and in any interaction. It doesn't have to be a very long interaction. And you could also be influenced by anybody, whether it's on your phone or just in the public. Not only that, you can be your own influence. When we introduce influence upon the self, we get into a whole other issue about internal controls, self-esteem and things like that, things that could lead to mental anxieties, mental issues, mental diseases that are very prominent nowadays. And we can get back to that, but let's complete our definition of influence first. And once we truly understand the relationship that is at play with influence, we can bring it back to the self and see where the relationship is, where is the influencer and where is the influencee when there's only one person. But for now, though, I think we continue to focus our topic on social media because it serves as a great example for everything because there are interactions at play that can occur anywhere in just the day to day. But when you hit social media, they are multiplied 10, 20, 100 fold. And it's important to see that exchange of influence at that level. And I mentioned that this capability of social media that we can reach so many people is one of its great strengths, but it also serves as a weakness when the messages spread are of hate and of evil. Now it's bad. It's, it's bad enough when people go on these social media platforms, they act as influencers and they promote bad rhetoric, words of hate and of evil. And of course, I don't really need to mention too many examples. You just know when you see one of these things, it's a spreading of a message of hate Now, there's a good thing to that and there's a bad thing to that. Of course, the bad thing is that it's a bad message, but the good thing is that you can understand completely that it is bad and that it should not be followed. I'd say it's very, very much worse when there's a bad message being veiled within a good one. And that's the crux right there. That is the issue of social media nowadays, especially when we're promoting anti-bullying, 
campaigns, anti-hate, all these things that are focused on doing good, but messages are created in such a way that they alienate and they attack groups that don't adhere to whatever message that the influencer is spreading. So I mentioned that when you're posting on social media and when you're just acting in the normal public sphere, you're calling to action. Let's just look at two quick examples to understand this. When you hold the door open for somebody and you hold it open with a smile, you're promoting a pay it forward attitude. You're like, I want to spread kindness to you and I hope I'm calling on you to spread kindness to somebody else, to be a nice person. Here's the other example with social media. It's very easy to see when you post something and say it's a picture about some like some food. It's very popular to post about food. You're calling that person to action to say either, hey, that's some really good food or maybe go to this restaurant. Be like me, something like that. And you can see this as, as you think of more and more examples, you can kind of understand this call to action. There's always something calling. It doesn't always have to be be the kindest person that you have to be. It could be something very minor, like, hey, you know what, this is a good restaurant, you should go to it. Now, the way that I've come to understand this call to action is influence. Because remember, we said that we struggle with what influence is because we can only see its effects. Because you can only see the influence of an influencer upon an influencee after the fact, when the influencee is mimicking that character of the person that's influenced them. And then you can tell, oh, okay, that's what's going on there. They're influenced by this person's product. They bought it. And there's the exchange there in that relationship. I think it's right there where we have to juggle that definition. Influencer, call to action, influencee. We just identify those three roles or two roles in an action. Influencer, call to action, influencee. Because then when you revert that call to action, you can see the character from the influencer that's being transported, translated upon the influencee. And as I said, this call to action occurs all the time. In most of my podcasts, in all of them, I'm calling you to action in some form. In some way, may be very deliberately, where I am literally saying, do this. In other ways, it may just be indirectly, where I talk about something in a very good manner. I praise it. And in that way, subconsciously, you're being influenced in some way. It's a call to action that whatever I'm talking about is good and maybe I should try it. And everybody does this naturally because you're interacting with people. The more people that you interact with, the more changed that you are. And that is what we are as people, as characters. We are only the product of everybody that we've talked to, that we've had, that we've shared time with. As we grow, our main sources of influence are from our parents and from our teachers, and we adapt our character to them because they are the influencers and they are calling us to action in some way. And again, in some ways, it's very direct where a parent says, do not do that. And in other ways, it's indirect where you may see a teacher do something in some way and indirectly, you've kind of mimicked that way of, say, learning. And our lives are filled with these instances of taking character traits away from other people and the reciprocal is giving away character traits that you have to other people but now let's go back to what i was talking about social media remember when i mentioned the bad rhetoric versus the bad rhetoric veiled in good rhetoric 
because now we more fully understand that equation of influence. Influencer, call to action, influencee. Let's put that to the test with something like this. Because I said, bad rhetoric is bad enough. Bad rhetoric veiled in good is much, much worse. So let's say, let's get an example in here. Let's say somebody says something like, be nice to people or you suck if you don't. I'm trying to use non-explicit language, but you know the language that could be replaced in that phrase. But when that kind of phrasing is used to say something like that, there's no gain to society. There's no gain to the person listening, the influencee. It's not a good influence, even though it says something good, right? Be nice to people. You suck if you don't. It's it's hard to see because you're like, okay, well, it's a good message to send, right? Because you want people to be nice to other people. Pass it on. Spread the kindness. But the issue there is that it's bad rhetoric disguised in good. When somebody goes about sending something like that, it merely creates two camps on the part of the influencer towards the influencee. The proposed good and the proposed bad. Here, the influencer is saying that the good people are being nice to other people and the bad people are not being nice to other people. But here's the, the paradox here. The bad people suck and the good people should know that they suck, that they're bad and we should ostracize them. We should call them bad and we should hate them for it. But how does that work? How does it work when you're spreading a message saying be nice to people and then those people that are being nice to people also have to be mean to the people that are not being nice to people. It just doesn't make any sense because you're being nice and then not being nice. Now change up the messaging a little bit. Just just say something like this. It's a call to action. Remember, you must be nice to people. It changes everything. The entire message is anew. It's not hateful in any way. It pulls towards good and it calls people to do this one thing. Be nice to people. It in no way serves to alienate or verbally harm anyone. And this is the issue. The dialogue of attack needs to end. Messages need to be more responsible. Like I've said, we have so much power at our fingertips. We have so many people to influence. We have the capability of influencing so many and we're irresponsible with that power. We recede from responsibility and we work towards harmful language language that divides and the ill nature of this language is compounded when it masks itself as good evil is being spread more easily it's being spread by people that subconsciously think that it's okay to say something like be nice to people you suck if you don't because they're already being nice to people and without knowing it they're creating a division a subsect that is doing something wrong When this occurs, there is a disharmony in the grand scheme of influence. Because as we've said time and time again, everyone is an influencer and everyone is influenced. In some cases, you will be receiving some message from another person. And in other cases, you will be delivering that message. And we have to be responsible about how we do this, especially when we focus on social media and written words that can be taken very easily out of context. What people seem to forget is that social media has a power to call to action. We cannot nullify the power that it has. We cannot say, oh, it's just something I posted on Instagram, whatever. It can't be that way because 
everything that you post is a call to action and everything you post will be received by somebody. We cannot just throw language out there into the world and just forget about it because you know, especially you hear the age old saying when you post something on the internet, even if you delete it, it's not going to go away. Those things do not go away. And especially when things are bad rhetoric, veiled in good, they spread like wildfire because everybody wants to spread good word, but they merely just promote some sort of bad, some sort of division. And that division can very easily find itself in its inception and in its delivery within the one person. We mentioned that you can be your own influence. You can be your own influencer and your own influencee. And you can call yourself to action. And now we lead with this sort of dichotomy between influencer, influencee within yourself. We lead to things like mental issues, anxiety and stress. Because people are so focused in on themselves that they influence themselves towards some perceived good. Something that may not really help them when you factor in the, the pain that it takes to get there. I see so many people... Now, I'm a bio major at a college that a lot of bio majors, people that want to go into the medical field that are, that are in, and they put so much pressure on themselves to get there. And a lot of that pressure is internal. And we see the pain sometimes leading to physical pain that is brought upon by something like this, some, some goal, some perceived goal that is supposed to bring them happiness, being a doctor. These individuals, these students... My classmates suffer from mental issues, anxiety, and stresses because they influence themselves with some call to action to become a doctor, to go to medical school and find whatever specialty that they desire. And that desire, once it's fulfilled, will bring an enormous amount of pleasure. And in and of itself, we could see there are equation of influencer, call to action, influencee. But it just cycles back. You're influenced by a call to action, now in this case, going to medical school, and that cycles back, and you, the influency is you, and you're telling yourself that this call to action is a call that I need to answer, but the cost is too great to answer it in some cases. Some people suffer from this. Some people end their lives because of this. Now remove that. Remove medical school. Remove that and put some other example in there, something that we can easily quantify Put the product in there, some sort of product that they're selling on social media, and define the product. Use the product as the example of self-influence. What if this product, say, change medical school into a product, what if it cost an arm and a leg, literally? Would you give that away? What if it cost your mental stability, your self-esteem? What if it cost your life? Would you still pay that price? Just because you've influenced yourself, you've called yourself upon that one goal because you're supposed to be that one thing, you're supposed to fulfill that desire? No. The call, the call to action is too great. It's too high a price. It's something bad veiled in something good. It's not something outright bad where you can tell that this is not what I want. This is not what I should live by. This is not who I should be. It is something good, like doing well, going to medical school, or doing well, doing, you know, reaching your career. It's something good that hides the bad, the stress, the pain, the hurt, 
that you may feel in this process as you fulfill the call, the call to action. So what is my call to action to you now? It's to be responsible with your messaging, whether you're telling somebody else or you're telling yourself. Understand what this call to action truly is because influence can be observed only after the fact, only after we've suffered major anxieties, major pains. Find that call and nip it, cut it away, and then orient yourself towards your own good, a call that influences you right, something responsible, some transfer of character or behavior that fits you, that doesn't take you away from who you are. It doesn't influence you or call you away from your innermost self, because that's where pain lies, when we cannot be ourselves. And especially, especially when we're pushed away from that self, we're told to not be that self, either directly or indirectly. So hear my call. Be more responsible with your messaging and understand influence as it is, because this is influence. Thank you for listening to an episode of This Is, a podcast series from The Logs, where there's always an episode for that. Please follow, like, and subscribe, and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Go and check out our merch store and get yourself some awesome swag from The Logs. You can get a transcription of the episode by listening on YouTube. And above all, remember to laugh a little.